0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Town Manager Download, a podcast about local government and the town of Shrewsbury. In today's episode, we're joined by Laurel Rossiter, the town's recreation director. I'm Kevin Mizikar, town manager of the town of Shrewsbury, and as always, I'm joined by communications coordinator Taylor Galusha. What's going on, Taylor?
1: Can I break the fourth wall? (laughs) What's that? Can I break the fourth wall? Sure. That we just recorded that like five times.
0: <laughs> no, you're not allowed to say that, no. We'll edit that part out. What's oh been going God. on with you?
1: Well, we had a long two weeks, I feel like. that Last week was fake in my brain, but the week before, we had ICMA in Texas. Yes. it's cool. Right. International. Yeah.
0: yeah, International City County Managers Association Conference. Uh, ICMA is probably the largest local, general local government professional association. Uh, I know at the conference there was over 5,500 uh, members there in attendance uh, from all over the world, actually. It is the international association, so uh, that's always interesting to see. So 5,500 local government professionals in one place. It happened to be the city of Austin this year, mm-hmm. which was a really interesting place to see. I'd never been there before, but... Great conference, a lot of good experiences and great sessions. So what was your impression? I think that was your first in-person ICMA.
1: Yep, it was my first in-person ICMA. Uh, I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of really um, interesting people that have a lot of great ideas, which sounds very general, but it was nice talking to people from all over the country um, in different sized cities, towns, and just hearing that their experience, like the same challenges mm-hmm. and successes that we experience here in Shrewsbury. So right. it's kind of like a unifying feeling that we're all trying to work towards the same goals in our separate localities, trying out new ideas. And yeah. um, it was nice feeling like we were on the right track and doing all right. the right things here in Shrewsbury. So yes,
0: so what, the one session... I think the one. The one session we did together, the Local Gov 2030 Mm -hmm. segment, we sat with the chief operating officer and county manager of Albemarle County, Virginia, and it was interesting. We didn't know where they were from, but I remember looking it up afterwards, and it was interesting to hear their same point in time. We talked a lot. They had a podcast. Mm -hmm. We won't disclose the name of their podcast, Um, (laughs) but... Um, it was an interesting conversation. I agree with you. So that's an important topic. And then um, I think my big takeaway—well, really too, how can we get more town staff, department heads, others to go to these conferences? There's a, there's a just a number of different interesting topics that are going on. There's probably what
1: yeah. I, eight or
0: ten sessions. I was going to say hour. our
1: biggest like grievance was that we wanted to go to like three sessions that right. were going on at the same time, and it's like yep yeah can't duplicate ourselves.
0: and then it's like always that balance between being inspired and being humbled at the same time, mm-hmm. right? like some some cities and towns in certain areas, I feel like are light years ahead of us. And then, like you said previously, like we're in the same spot as some other communities. We're ahead of some other communities, but just hearing other people's perspectives and seeing how they approach things and what they think about and what they worry about is always great. so. I participated in a number of just general management, strategic planning, um, community engagement type sessions. Same for you?
1: Yeah, mostly. Lots of communication, storytelling, um, that type of stuff that. It was definitely like an information overload to some, like you were mentally exhausted by the end of the right. conference.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, At, end of each and every you day. Lear- yeah. yeah.
1: You you learned, it was like a lot of absorbing information, um, a lot of like talking to people. I learned a lot organically, like talking to people in between sessions, um, before sessions and whatnot, uh, which was nice making myself go to things on my own and right. socializing.
0: <laughs> right. So yeah, that was... Started Saturday October mm-hmm. or September thirtieth, and then ran through Wednesday the third or fourth, however the, the yeah. calendar worked. But yeah, it was a great conference. It was always good to be there with so many inspiring people. Um, what else has been going on for you outside of? That's kind outside, of close. Work. work.
1: Yeah, work. I know. I, I've also I've been up. I've been up to a lot of things between Austin and now. I went to las vegas for a kickball tournament which was a very spontaneous decision on my part but was, was that
0: research for today's episode on recreation
1: yes that's exactly what it was <laughs> just like laurel know about the kickball craze that has taken the country uh, watch out pickleball uh <laughs> and then i went and got a tattoo with my mom mm. it was her first tattoo not my first tattoo my dad knows we went so I can't talk about it on the podcast he's probably just like going like this to his computer screen right now oh, as I' sworn talking to about secrecy
0: it. on this episode
1: no you're good <laughs> it was it was exposed pretty quickly um checked out Apple Fest this past weekend at Wachusett Mountain it was my first one that was really cool I've never been to Wachusett Mountain so mm-hmm. I know that's a popular ski place yeah but we went up the ski lift I saw someone. Nice drop a bag of apple cider donuts and not know about it. And I also saw someone drop their phone into the pond and then subsequently go in after his phone in the pond. Oh, good for him. I don't know what else was involved in that, but just Apples. Just leave it there. Yep. Uh, and then Taylor Swift era's movie this coming Sunday. So oh, nice. I'm very excited.
0: A sneak preview. Yes.
1: Well, I've already seen it. So like in real life, <laughs> but not the oh, movie. Oh, you saw it It'll be a new experience. Correct. Yep. So good. What about you? I'm um,
0: trying to keep up. well, yeah, two weeks ago that was obviously <laughs> split up by, um, the SMA conference. So I got to spend my 18th wedding anniversary in Austin, Texas, <laughs> not with my wife. So uh, shout out to her for, uh, enjoying time by herself. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, this past weekend, um, my kids' school district that they go to, Tantasqua, like plays up homecoming a lot. They have mm-hmm. a lot going on. So it was consumed by at any point in time, 20 or 30 teenage kids in my house, yeah. whether they're going to the football game or um, coming over for a party before the dance or after the dance. So our house is really close to the high school. So we're
1: the perfect jumping spot. off the spot. Yeah. yeah.
0: So that was a lot of fun. to See all those kids each and every year and uh, see what they've been up to. So other than that, not, not too much really going on. Getting ready for ski season? Right, getting ready. That's so right. I was at Wachusett the last couple weekends as well, but not for Apple Fest. Just getting ski equipment, getting things tuned up. So excited for it to snow when it's time in the future.
1: The so, far away future.
0: That's right. So that's a little personal slash work, but what's up in the shrew?
1: We have a lot going on as always, we have a special town meeting tonight. So when this episode comes out Thursday, it will have already passed, but um, should be well done by Thursday. Yeah. (laughs) So you want to talk about any of the stuff? Uh, Nine articles,
0: mostly straightforward, nothing as exciting as we once thought. Unfortunately, the deal, uh, that we were working on with, um, the high tech manufacturer fell by the wayside and they were unable to secure a lease, at least in time for this town meeting. So we'll continue to work to attract them to Shrewsbury or another viable user into the space that's open up there in Suntec North. Make some what I'll call routine budget adjustments for this point of the year. We always pass the budget before everything mm-hmm. is shaped up really from the state standpoint, which is a major revenue source for us. So we have to make some adjustments there. Um, Couple of bylaw changes, but I mean, nothing really drastic or um, of real excitement, I guess, kind of routine matters. Um, what okay. is exciting on the horizon is uh, the application process is open for our resident academy. So, yeah. resident academy was a big, big continuing topic at ICMA, but what can you tell us about that?
1: Um, we've had a good amount of interest in people signing up for the the academy. We've had, every time I've looked, we've had more applications in, which is great. great. Um And we're going to go through all different town topics like the DPW, life safety stuff with the fire department and building inspector, um, some of our health and human service departments like recreation, library, that type of thing. Um, should be really exciting. It's a good, I think it'll be a good mix of round table like discussions and activities. So it's not like you're getting talked at for an hour and a half on Wednesdays. Um, We wanted to make sure it was as engaging and interactive as possible, which is why we are gonna cap it at 15 max for this first session, um, just so people don't feel lost lost in the crowd when it comes to their learning experience So seven
0: nights, us. right? Seven yep. evenings, different topic every evening, mm-hmm. interactions, try to make it as engaging as possible yep. and hopefully someone feels more confident in volunteering yeah, or goal. just gets a better understanding of how
1: Definitely. we
0: do things on a day-to-day basis.
1: Goals is just to make more engaged and informed citizens. Right. So that's, that's, that's the goal.
0: So as we finalize everything, hopefully, for the annual uh, budget for fiscal year 24, we're starting fiscal planning for FY25 already, and folks will start to see our revenue projections for next fiscal year, Mm -hmm. and we'll kick off the budget development process in really less than six weeks. So it's right around the corner of the process, and the cycle never really ends, and I know that's an upcoming topic that we'll review here on the podcast as well, so... Things are in full swing. There's no summer lull that's hung over into the fall, that's for sure. So, I think that brings us up to date with what's going on. We'll get through town meeting tonight.
1: Yes, sir. Let's talk about recreation.
0: Yes, yeah, so um, as we mentioned before, Laurel Rossiter will be joining us here just in a couple minutes. And um, recreation is a department that's really evolved significantly, had a number of different iterations. All with the intention uh, and continued intention to raise the profile of the department and organization provides really meaningful services and even more higher value services. Once we went through the strategic planning mm-hmm. process, because we heard from residents that they were interested in, in more activities there. So, um, we used to have our parks and recreation department, and then that became a division within the department of public works, but with the information that we gleaned from the strategic plan and just how we could see uh, it operating as a division, it uh, didn't seem to really make sense. Uh, so we pulled recreation out alone, left parks maintenance as a separate standalone division. So we want to talk about activities and things to do for people versus the places that they do those in. So that you know, really right. complementary, of course, and I have to wear hand and glove. But uh, we pulled recreation department out as a standalone. And I think it shines a brighter light on, uh, the resources needed and the opportunities that the department can, uh, undertake on behalf of the residents to, um, really move towards one of the key five, uh, strategic outcome areas of thriving within, uh, the strategic plan. So, um, I look forward to talking to Laurel, the director about who's in her department and how it operates there is an associated board more on the physical aspect of it it's a parks and cemetery commission mm-hmm. so it used to be kind of uh you know one and the same it was a little cloudy whenever uh it was the combo department but parks and cemetery is a three-member board appointed by the town manager uh who is responsible for rules and policies and uh, operating pro- procedures associated with our physical parks and in the mountain view cemetery and of course integral as we expand the cemetery so i just want to acknowledge those three members and their service to the community they do a really good job in enabling spaces and uh, allocating resources to put in place for recreation type activities and residents general enjoyment uh, we can get into that on a deeper episode at some point uh, when we have board and committee members on so um but when it comes to recreation and and how we're focusing them uh, i mentioned thriving strategic outcome area there are also a couple direct strategies associated with it within the strategic plan um, enhancing residents sense of belonging as we have community events and other social engagements for them many but not all of them are uh, can be and will be orchestrated through recreation and then really directly providing a variety of community-driven recreational opportunities um, i think as you'll hear from Laurel, a community of our size, we have uh, plenty of opportunities to grow and expand our programs and um, have our residents be able to engage in the type of activities that they want right here within Shrewsbury. So that was our clear intent as we uh, separated uh, the former division out into a standalone recreation department. I'm interested to hear from Laurel how those things are going and what opportunities lie ahead for us. So,
1: Yeah, I think it was interesting going through the strategic plan prop process the like direct feedback we did get an overwhelming amount of it was like catered to this thriving category and related to recreation so mm-hmm. I'm sure this episode will be very interesting for many people to learn more yeah that's
0: right so I guess without further ado we can welcome Laura Rossiter recreation mm-hmm. director onto the town manager download. All right, so it's my pleasure to welcome Laura Rossiter, the Recreation Department Director to the Town Manager Download. Welcome.
2: Thanks, thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. It's a pleasure to have you here. We're looking forward to kind of getting up to speed to see what's going on with the Recreation Department, but um, we always like to take a step back and just learn a little bit more about you and uh, your career in local government. So uh, why don't you give us the overview, how long you've been with the town, why you chose this career path, how did you land this position, those types of things.
2: Um, Sure, yeah. I've been with the town since January 3rd, so not a full year yet. We're getting there. Um, Been through a lot in in those several (laughs) months. Um, but it's been a pleasure actually. It's been a really warm welcome from the community and from all the town employees, so I'm really glad to be here. Um, I never really considered local government as a career path. That wasn't really my interest. I was more interested in either like education or pediatrics. I loved working with kids and wanted to do kind of people stuff, uh, but not in a politics kind of way, Mm -hmm. so I find myself here somewhat on accident, which I think happens a lot in Parks and Recreation. I never kind of assumed it was like a viable career path because it's not talked about a lot like that. Um, So I went to UNH with early acceptance for occupational therapy, actually, and I learned about therapeutic recreation while I was there. I was a girl in my dorm who was like so excited about the things she was doing in her classes. And I was like, well, what is that? And she talked about it, and it like totally spoke to me as a career path, really connected me. I loved working with um, all different kinds of people. Um, I was a special ed... um, substitute teacher in high school and again in college, and I loved that kind of subset of the population. My uncle was a wheelchair user and a quadriplegic, so uh-huh. I had family experience, making sure he was always included and very aware of the things that weren't accessible. So I thought this was really cool. As like, a, I'm like, this is a real job, that's <laughs> awesome. So I actually switched my major into therapeutic recreation and graduated with a degree in recreation management and policy, therapeutic recreation option. And I headed to Colorado for my internship, and worked at the BOEC, the Breckenridge Outdoor Education Center, where it was um, very much adaptive outdoor adventure programming. And every week was kind of a different um, population that came up to our cabin at 10,000 feet, and we took them on adventures. So we were like, rafting the Colorado with kids who had visual impairments. And then the next week, we were working with soldiers who may have been amputees. And the next week, we were just, it was all summer, it was just this incredible experience. We had a Wheelchair accessible ropes course, and everything we did was very much modified for anyone who wanted to do it. So it was a very cool experience. Um, so I came back to Massachusetts after that. <laughs> Important kind of, kind of choice, but my family's here, so that's where I ended up back up um, and got my um, CTRS credential.
0: What's that? CTRS
2: certified do you know what it is i
0: three i googled it it.
2: (laughs) awesome Um, certified therapeutic recreation specialist it's a mouthful um so there is like an uh you know a governing body that of that credential and we have to get our CEUs on a five-year cycle and all that um so the elevator pitch i suppose is that you it's a profession where you use recreation and leisure as modalities to improve the overall functioning and quality of life for people with chronic illness and disabling conditions. So you get to use the fun stuff to spark people back up, build up their skills, independence, quality of life, confidence, and kind of get them back out there and doing the things that they love. So it's very, very cool. Um, However, a lot of those opportunities in our area are clinical and Mm -hmm. I never really saw myself in like a hospital type setting. So when I did come back, I got into education and I was a ABA therapist at Neshoba Learning Group, which is an outplacement school with kids for, with four kids with moderate to severe autism spectrum disorders. And then after that, my daughter was born. And then I took a part-time job at Burlington Parks and Recreation, where I could employ my CTRS degree um, and kind of put that all together. And that's where I got involved in community parks and rec for the first time and like totally fell in love with that. And I could use my background and have a lens for inclusion and make sure summer camp was accessible and all these really great things. So I got, that's where I got into community rec okay. and then found myself in a couple other departments and mm-hmm. just landed here in January. Awesome. So yeah, so, there'll be a quiz later. <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> I retained it.
1: Awesome. I know it all.
0: That's great. So, yeah. um, how do you, is there a lot of, um, CTRS certified folks in recreation programs? Do you see that as emerging aspect of the field? What's
2: I do. It's growing a lot here in Massachusetts, specifically in other parts of the country. It's a lot more prominent and there are big therapeutic rec divisions within recreation departments, specifically um, out west, often in Texas. Virginia Beach has a huge one. Um, So I've looked around kind of the country and learned a lot from other folks doing this in the community. Mm -hmm. It's less common here in New England, Mm -hmm. just as large recreation departments or centers are less common here in New England. Um, But actually, since I've gotten into the community rec field in Massachusetts, the number of CTRSs on staff in local departments here has grown exponentially. I'm so excited to see that.
0: So let's keep it broad at the start. So Mm -hmm. Taylor and I talked a little bit about ICMA. We were in Austin, which you just referenced. So I know you also just recently traveled to a really exciting and educational conference in the state of Texas. So why don't you talk a little bit about the National Recreation Parks Association
2: conference. Yeah. So you guys were just Austin, and then I was in Dallas. That's right. Mm-hmm. We almost
0: took over the state of Texas. I know. Three Here we go. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so close. I know. It must've been like Texas's year for conferences or yeah. something. Um, Seriously. I had never been to Texas either, but, um, da- Dallas is interesting. They leaned a lot into their, um, their JFK yeah. assassination kind mm-hmm. of history. So I went to the museum, learned a lot about that. Um, Dallas is an interesting city. I had a lot of fun too, but I love the NRPA conferences because as you guys were talking about, you meet people from all over the place and you can either kind of really tie in the things that you're doing or it opens your mind to the cool stuff that everybody Mm. else is doing or maybe it's a more efficient procedure and can we adopt that? And like all these really cool things that you learn and wanna, bring back. Yeah. Um, so there's there's almost 9,000 recreation professionals in Dallas wow. for this conference. doubled I think it was one of the biggest um I think they said some somewhere just above 8,700 people at wow. this conference. It was it was Incredible. big. It was a big deal. It was really cool. We had to be saying happy birthday to the mayor of Dallas. So oh. Apparently, our opening keynote was on his birthday. And <laughs> wow. That was an interesting little piece, but um, interesting. Yeah, it was really inspiring. I always come back from those pretty energized and excited to get going. So yeah, good. Yeah.
0: So um, let's bring it back local then. So talk about your team and your staff and quote-unquote how you run your department what what's the day-to-day setup like
2: yeah well it's still evolving it's still pretty new i think i'm still getting used to how we're how this is all going to work out because um when i got here it was still pretty small and a recreation coordinator had been here for quite a long time um, and decided to step away so Mm -hmm. then over the summer we got to open our doors and and hire two brand new folks So right now, there's four full-time people in our department, which I believe is the the biggest rec department (laughs) Shrewsbury's ever had. Yeah, that is true. Um, So we just hired Julia Collins as our program coordinator um, and Carly Morin as our events coordinator. She's also a CTRS. Um, And Jess Robocus is our admin assistant. She's also full-time. So if if you call, you'll get one of any of us on any given day. Um, and then we have a lot of part-timers because we run a lot of programs uh, camps, boat ramps, mm-hmm. uh, farmers market all those kind of things take people to make sure. them run so Your weekly so programs too. Week, weekly programs we need building supervisors to make sure people are getting in and out of schools mm-hmm. and have the equipment that they need and are checking in checking out so there's quite a few pieces to our puzzle.
0: So let's break those two things down so programs and events so. Mm-hmm. What's a what's a program and what what percentage or part of your operations or programs and then events?
2: So we consider programs as um, things that are scheduled seasonally and are recurring. Okay. So if you sign up for the fall session of Monday yoga, your program will run for six to eight weeks. Um, it's repeating. It has the same instructor. You kind of know what to expect and that, you know, you have a, a certain number of people you can take for that program. It costs a certain amount of dollars based on the cost you need to cover. Um, summer camp is a program, like I said, yoga, or we might partner with a number of either vendors or um, community partners, I suppose, sure. like the um, Regatta Point Community Sailing, and we'll run some rowing or sailing programs through those guys. Um, the sky's the limit with programming, okay. which I really love about yeah. Community Rack is that if somebody tells you they're interested or if you think it's this really interesting, fun idea, mm-hmm. you can kind of figure Have it you out. you heard and... of Pickleball? I <laughs> think <laughs> so. I think so. Pickleball. Um, at our conference, I'm pretty sure anytime somebody said pickleball, there was just like you a gentle, like a... <laughs> whole crowd, um, cause it's, you know, you didn't have to take a shot. Sweeping the nation. So didn't mm-hmm. say
0: pickleball, did you? <laughs> oh gosh.
2: Wouldn't a have made juice. it a pickle, a pickle juice, juice shot for pickleball. Uh, no, but that has certainly taken over the nation, maybe kickballs next, but um, right now it's still a pickleball craze and people are wanting more and more courts and more and more time and mm-hmm. all that sort of thing. But. You guys have done a lot of expansion for adaptive programming too,
1: or started too, you had the new yeah. tennis one. Yeah. yeah. Last week, yep. it
2: started It's
1: <laughs> officially this officially it was supposed <laughs> it was to be week
2: 3 4 weeks for the month of September and we got rained out the first oh, 3 weeks yeah. in a row. That's so it didn't summer. start yeah. until almost October. So this is the third week of adaptive pickleball. The first time we've ever run like an adaptive program, I believe, mm-hmm. that wasn't attached to Special Olympics. Okay. Um, Our Special Olympics programming is robust and um, the coordinator has been involved for many years and does a fantastic job and and offers quite a bit of things. Um, But there are some people um, who don't who aren't comfortable with Special Olympics because there's a lot of um, commitment and competition. And like some people just maybe aren't there yet or they want to explore it or do it for fun or just kind of like see if they can Mm -hmm. play. Um, So we decided to bring in tennis as an adaptive program. So there's no competitive commitment you don't have to buy a uniform or or do any of that sort of thing you can just come explore it and play with us yeah. awesome. so that's been cool that's just we're just getting started
1: so. i'm sure you guys have a lot of great ideas do. down the pipeline for adapt- adaptive programming with both julia's background and Carly's yeah. background yeah so.
2: i'm really excited for that, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: that. Events. so events so we had some there's been some events in the past, but you know, then we've we've seen a lot of interest, and you've done some really cool things this summer alone. Um, we look forward to that in the future. But but talk about that. What is what are your thoughts on events? What are they? How do you run them? And what's the future look like for that?
2: Yeah, events are more of those um, kind of one-time standalone events that are maybe um, a lot larger mm-hmm. in scope. And, you know, most of the time we're not going to ask for registration. We want Mm -hmm. it to be free and open to the public. You know, everyone's welcome. Come as you are and come enjoy the experience that we're providing. Um, we've seen, you know, in the short time that I've been here, a lot of hunger for, for -hmm. coming out to those big special events and connecting with the community and, and being out and about, um, I also have another subset, I guess, that I call ongoing events. So they're kind of. Maybe there's a season, like Food Truck Thursdays, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. It happens every Thursday, but it's not a program. Yeah, sure. It's more yeah. of this kind of ongoing special event. So the food trucks and the farmer's market are in that category. Um, we ran a very successful food truck festival in mm-hmm. August that had you know a couple thousand people in attendance and bouncy houses and music mm-hmm. and a beer tent. It was a really cool opportunity to come out and really just get together. And I think people had a lot of good feedback for that one, so. It was yeah. very fun. It I was fun. It. Yeah, it was fun. It was a rain date. So I didn't know how that was going to go, right. um, it was but it was, yeah, the weather perfect was day. <laughs> ideal. So it went really well. And I'm excited to do a lot more of those things because between that and the police night, mm-hmm. um, the fire, Community the fire. Yep, yeah, mm-hmm. people are, people are coming out for it. They're pretty, they're pretty on board. So It is great yeah. to see
0: so many people at a single event and open up the town campus or what have you. To, mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, this Saturday. What's this Saturday? This Saturday is the Trucker Treat of Truck Trucker Treat. I <laughs> said it right this time. I was listening to that one. So, so it I'm was Trucker truck Treat before, so you don't get credit. But. <laughs> <laughs> Trucker <or> Treat. <laughs> Trucker Treat, yeah. So I we like municipal truck day, like big truck day. We have water, sewer, highway, parks, selco. Everyone's yep. bringing their trucks and equipment for kids to climb on, but we've added a Halloween twist: nice. candy and trick or treating, some some activity stations and stuff in between. So yeah, Should
1: I heard fun. the. Um, I was talking to Jess and Carly this morning, and the Facebook event for truck or treat kind of blew up over the weekend. Yeah, like <laughs> eleven hundred people interested in going. So. Yes. Hopefully it'll be another exciting and fun event. Well,
2: we just we just made order another more. candy order because <laughs> we were gonna run. Out I'm gonna of go buy five like. bags of be a candy sponsors. Oh, thank you. Nice. love yeah. that. Hopefully it's <laughs> not another rain date. I've had quite enough of those. <laughs> that was our whole double summer.
1: feature. Yeah, every Saturday. Yeah, the movie got night
2: got rained out every week. We're like, hey, it's us again. Please <laughs> <We're laughs> right, yeah, yeah, reschedule. <laughs> so
0: that's good. Yes, I mean, there's. I like to see these programs evolving. And, and what I like to see also behind the scenes is that we've put the resources and align them with those two initiatives, because that's really important. right? We see time and time again, whether it's uh, communications or economic development, where we put the resources is where we see action and, and things come to light. So I'm really glad that we have the department oriented that way. And I know I probably cut you off, and you were going to mention um, part-timers. Before we walk away from how the department operates, I know they're a critical part of your um, programming activities, especially in the summer and things like that. So who who is it that are part timers? You know, is this a good job for college students, high school students in the summer? How can folks get involved that way?
2: Yeah, all of those things. Right. So we're always looking for kind of leadership staff to be college age or um, adult age just for kind of safety reasons, logistical reasons, mm-hmm. talking to parents and, mm-hmm. and the public and things like that. Um, but it's a great time to get involved as kind of a you know 15, 16 and up teenager who mm-hmm. wants to, maybe you're interested in education or working with kids or with people or you love sports and there's always um, a place for you at the rec department. We need to employ people as boat ramp attendants. People need to help us run the farmer's market um camp counselors are obviously a huge part of this right they are out there every day during the summer mm-hmm. really hot and just <laughs> staying happy and engaging and leading the kids in so many activities and swimming um they're an incredibly important part of our department and, and of the community um so we're always open to a call or email to see how somebody what they're interested in and how they can get involved um, and then instructors and coaches, right? If you have something that you really love and are passionate about, and you wanna offer to the community, we welcome that so much. Like mm-hmm. um, if you, I don't even know, knitting. If you wanna teach people how to knit things, right? <laughs> Do you wanna learn? So- No, I, I knit. Ah, I so got two. Taylor's you. gonna run a program. <laughs> oh, <wow>. um, <laughs> <laughs> if you're a Zumba instructor, if you, um, you know, want to volunteer to coach kids basketball, all yeah. of these are opportunities and things that we really welcome because we want to use the skills and expertise of the people who are living in Shrewsbury mm-hmm. to offer that back out to our community. There's a lot of really talented, intelligent people in town, and sure. we'd love to tap into that. So if you're ever interested and if you want to teach people how to knit, <laughs> get in touch. It's great. I was doing um, research for the
1: fall quarterly newsletter because I'm going to have a little recreation article in there as a teaser to everyone else. Oh. Um, but like you guys <laughs> employ over 60 part-time employees so. yeah. throughout the year. I just mm-hmm. think that's an incredible yep. amount of, like, community that goes into making parks or making recreation happen in Shrewsbury,
2: and so many people i've met how oh, my kids used to work in the parks department yeah. their favorite job and they you know then they wanted to teach like there's always kind of a park and rec story which mm-hmm. is really cool That's love that great.
0: part of it so all that being said and and how the department's set up uh, as you mentioned you've been here for a little over 10 months and one of the questions that I despised the most after I started was, what surprised you? What did you learn? How do you see? So I'm going to share that love with you. So <laughs> what, what's your assessment? How do you see things? What, what surprised you the most that you thought of coming into the interview process about the town, but then you learned, you know, differently and, and you maybe had to address? Oh. You don't have to fo- focus on the last part. So, you know, just how are things?
2: I think it surprised me that. It's such a large town, but it doesn't really have a recreation facility. Mm -hmm. So typically well-funded, well-managed large towns in Massachusetts are the ones who might have some sort of recreation facility where people can come during the day, Mm -hmm. um, all days of the week, to be active and come together, right? We have a really great senior center. We have an incredible library. The schools Mm -hmm. are wonderful. Recreation's kind of the leftover department. So I'm kind of, you know, it's like, oh, you have to wait till after six when kids are out of school and aftercare, and then Mm -hmm. you can get in there, but you can't do anything during the day. So that's really hard for me as somebody who came from a different facility type um, to kind of wait all that out and that Shrewsbury hasn't necessarily put an emphasis on, um the like physical activity department Mm -hmm. as much as those maybe others that do have a facility um so that's that's been tricky and a little bit like well how come Mm -hmm. you know there's always a story and it was a different department before and there's there's reasons and and whatnot but it's really um i think it's really important to make sure that people's physical health and mental well-being are kind of always at the forefront of the conversation mm-hmm. so keeping people moving and making sure they can get together winter's a really long yeah. season in uh-huh. new england so when those pickleballers don't have a court until seven forty-five, right. they get a little bit upset about that so mm-hmm.
0: so has that do you think that puts a disproportionate amount of your time kind of i know fighting is an extreme word and i don't really mean it, but fighting for space like you know, clawing and trying to secure something one way or another? Do you feel, find yourself doing yeah, that? Yeah, I don't
2: know if it's, if it's that bad of a word to use. It, it does. <laughs> Understated much. maybe? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, um, people are really great about sharing what they can, but, mm-hmm. um,
0: You don't have your own. You don't have your own. When you don't have
2: your own to manage and you kind of get, we get kicked out a lot for like, hey, I know you're in there, but we really need to have a meeting or you're doing this, but we're going to have this instead. Um, So we kind of get bumped a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, And like I said, we have to wait our turn, which which is great that we're able to do that in all these wonderful facilities. But Mm -hmm. it can be hard when you can only program and offer things around that.
0: Mm -hmm. So holding that um off to the side still so where do you think we have the most opportunity to improve and how do you see the the future of the department playing out what what are the goals
2: yeah i think that um we're going to hopefully work with taylor on a community survey and really ask shrewsbury what they're looking for for recreation i think historically um recreation is thought of as like the youth sports department um but -hmm. it's a lot more than that and we're able to offer a lot a lot of different types of programming, um, not just youth sports, like mm-hmm. people often don't understand my job. Sure. They're like, that sounds fun. Is it year round? I'm like, well, I'm not a camp counselor. It, <laughs> yeah. is, it is a real job. Yeah. And uh, so I often have to advocate for myself and my profession and then on intern advocate for the community. Mm-hmm. So I'm no stranger to that. Yep. Um, you know, I think that we can come a long way with what we have and and really get creative with programming, listening to the feedback that, that people tell us that they're looking for. You guys listened to the strategic plan and made mm-hmm. and made moves accordingly. Mm-hmm. Um, we would like to do that with community feedback as well. And hey, what do you guys want um, and doing a better job kind of filling the gaps, if you will. We often don't, we don't have a lot to offer for kind of preschool programming um, or those early elementary ages. Mm -hmm. Like we get more involved with programming as it stands now, kind of elementary and above winter youth basketball and like those active types of things. Um, So we need to do a better job making sure we're asking people what they want, Mm -hmm. implementing it, um, and then filling some of the gaps.
0: Really across all ages, right? Across
2: all ages, all interests offer some STEM programming, um, some, some youth programs that are, that are not sports, some adult programs that are not sports. Mm-hmm. I think what's interesting about Shrewsbury especially is that their adult sports programming is incredibly popular. Okay. Like adult volleyball filled up really? in like two hours. Mm-hmm. It was, I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, and it's four nights a week, adult pickup volleyball and it's incredibly popular as well as men's pickup basketball and adult yoga and several other things, pickleball included. Um, That's not the case in a lot of other communities, but Mm -hmm. somehow in Shrewsbury, we have this very active adult population, which is phenomenal. Mm -hmm. Um, So a lot of kind of gym time and resources have been Mm -hmm. allocated that way and some other kind of opportunities and programming. Is being missed. So just keeping an eye on that and making sure we're very aware of spreading the love.
0: Mm-hmm. Is there any interest in kickball? I've, heard there? I've, heard, yeah. there I've yeah. heard there
2: might be. I've heard there might be. Our fields get used a ton too. Even the police department has like a softball league. And I'm like, Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Unless you want like, you know. <laughs> Nine, 9 p.m. on Sundays. I'm not sure if I can help because um, it's a it's a very athletic town for sure.
0: That's good. Yeah. That's good to hear. Interesting little wrinkle about the ad- adults yeah. uh, interest in the community. So um, so we talked about kind of the, the future direction of the apartment and your assessment, you know, after being here for 10 months. I know a little more behind the scenes. We've been modernizing, you know, the back end of things, too, and integrating into a more automated um approach for field scheduling and uh, facility scheduling hopefully that's saving you a little bit of time now and in comparison to what it was
2: yes it was um a little bit outdated kind of things coming in random emails and on paper here Uh and there to schedule fields and um, it was not the most efficient system so we did we over the summer um work with Julie Tierney quite a bit and yeah. got everything on, uh, for field scheduling anyway, on our mm-hmm. OpenGov system. And now everything lives in one place, having like one stream conversations with coaches and awesome. coordinators to make sure they're getting the, the field time that they need. They can all get in touch if they need the lights on or off, or mm-hmm. if um, something's wrong at the field, or if they need to switch or whatever. And so that's, that's all in one place and is a lot more efficient. It feels a lot better. And it also helps us keep an eye on actual field use and how much our fields are really getting used or beaten up or how much we should be yeah. putting back into them. Like sure. there's going to be a lot of data that wasn't there before, which That's is, great. I think, really helpful. Yeah,
0: All in keeping with as Julie's talked to us about improving internal operations and mm-hmm. making us, you know, really the best that we can be, the best local government in the world, as uh, we like to say our unofficial vision is for the town as far as how we operate. So. Um, Julie is actually going to be coming into the Slack board meeting um, on October 24th and talking about not only the Open Gov initiative as it relates to recreation, but a number of the other departments and all of our citizen-centric activities that we're going to do there. So folks that are interested can tune in there. So that takes us to a conversation about the best. So we like to theme our the best conversations um, so I'm curious to know, Laura, what you th- is your favorite or the best sport or leisure activity from the past or present? So let's overanalyze your answer on this one. <laughs> And then Taylor has to go. And sometimes I try to wiggle my way mm-hmm. out of the answer.
2: And I'll call you out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a hard one, especially as a rec professional, because there's so much cool stuff out there. But thinking about my own life and fun that i like to have i'm gonna go with um with skiing probably okay i've been on skis my whole life um and i love yeah. not currently <laughs> not, 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 right, not, right not at okay. the moment <laughs> i took them off for you guys um but i I think it's really fun to make winter fun because mm-hmm. like we talked about before, winter in New England can be really long mm-hmm. and it's dark really early. And yep. in my personal opinion, if you don't get out there and enjoy the snow, it's the worst. So True. you have to go play in it. Yep. Um, so I enjoy it. And then it's been really, really fun to get my kids on skis. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. So my daughter, started, we started her when she was probably like three and a half. Oh my and then my little guy got on skis when he was two and he just wanted he called it zooming and he just wanted to zoom i see those kids on the slopes they're so it's so fun right and they're so stinking cute and they're clonking around in their ski Mm -hmm. boots and stuff it's just it's a fun thing to enjoy the winter as a family Mm -hmm. so that's my answer
0: that's awesome Um. (laughs) (laughs) she's trying to avoid to say kickball but
1: no i'm just gonna say kickball because i was like i can't really say swimming because that was leisureful that it was not leisureful for like 16 years. So were you we'll a competitive it. swimmer? Yeah. so it was fun, and then it wasn't. But now, <laughs> in retrospect, I'm like, oh, I miss it so much. Right? But you yeah. know what? Kickball is really fun. I like spending my ex night doing that. Mm-hmm. and undisclosed location <laughs> in the area. She's super <laughs> secretive, I like top secret stuff. She has to
0: go to Vegas to play. <laughs> it happens to be what they say about Vegas. So. Mm-hmm,
1: no, it's fun. I like the team aspect. That's something I missed a lot from, I did like some intramurals like in college mm-hmm. and obviously being on a competitive team for most of my life, majority of my life, uh, you miss that team aspect yeah, when you move, move when on from, from it. Yeah, so sure. it's nice to have like that camaraderie, um, and like be competitive when we get to be so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm a competitive person so <laughs> I, like I enjoy it. it yeah
0: that's good so all right so i'll go so i mean i grew up playing soccer um love that Loved coaching my kids teams um until they got too good for me to coach and they're off doing their own things playing um but most recently i'll i'll double down on skiing so I did that for a while at the end of my high school age and then stopped, but then my kids were interested. So we all got involved doing that probably, I don't know, five years ago or so. And it's been something that I've enjoyed a ton with them and their teen years. And yeah. it's just something that you can do together. Uh, but you know, even at their age, like we can all go at the same time yeah. and we don't have to be like, you know what I mean? It's, I do, it's a yeah. good balance.
2: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: So, um, certainly love, uh, Doing both of those things still. A um, little less soccer, a little little more time on the slopes. Ella, my youngest, who's 14, is going all in on snowboarding this year.
2: Oh really? yeah, Have so. you tried it?
0: I I snowboarded when I was in high school. Okay. I did both. So I think I can help her get going.
2: Nice.
0: The rest is up to her.
2: <laughs> she'll <laughs> pick it up.
0: Yeah, she'll be fine. So She skied and she does well at that. So she's got the general.
2: That's awesome.
1: Concept
0: of not running into things, so my
1: goal is to go tubing at Ski Ward this this winter. That's yeah, my goal this should. year. I want to go tubing. Do you
2: know that they have summer tubing there? No.
1: It's they, like uh,
2: yeah, it's like on the you know those like kind of I get home, like deck hockey. Mats. Yeah. They have like summer tubing and they call it like tuba sliding or something. When I was oh, in wow. Burlington, we brought a group um, awesome. of adults with disabilities with this outings group every Friday or maybe a couple Friday nights a month and. We did that in the summer several years ago, and they thought it was awesome. Oh, that's so, cool! I didn't know. That. Technically, I made sure it's before. Yeah, yeah, see that? There you go.
0: Scoping out the town. <laughs> <laughs> well, this has been great. Uh, another uh, fun conversation on the town manager download. Laura, we really appreciate your time and uh, coming in and talking with us and sharing a little bit about what it is you do on a day-to-day basis to support the residents in town. Uh, I'll take this opportunity to remind folks that you have a question for us, any aspect of the town or a topic that you'd love to hear us talk about on the Town Manager Download, you can reach us at tmdownload at shrewsburyma.gov. So on behalf of Taylor Galusha, I'm Kevin Mizikar. Thank you for listening.